Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Weekly Reboot, your regular Friday debrief of things we've heard and seen coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. And today we have another mini hack episode for you. And we also have a special offer coming at the end, so stay involved until the end for that. So today's mini hack is really aimed at people who are working in a place where you might be battling some more traditional approaches to development or to running projects. We know there's still a lot of you out there, people who might be enjoying some agile teams and new ways of working in the company, but still have a large chunk of their work being delivered in a waterfall style way. And even some places that would claim to be agile, but can't help falling into habits that aren't helpful. And the topic and enemy we're trying to slay today is big upfront design and big upfront planning. I'm not going to talk too much about why doing anything in a really big way upfront before teams actually get to start building is a bad idea. Suffice to say, there's a lot of downside to what we call predictive planning or living in a world where we try and determine all factors about how something is going to go up front and then try and control the world to make that actually happen. That's kind of the old way that we used to run projects. The downsides of it is that we can waste a lot of time churning instead of getting on and building. Building lets us discover a lot about solutions and whether they will work, about what we actually need instead of making guesses about what we need and gives us better information to find out how long things are going to take rather than guessing how long things will take. So we tend to think that doing big upfront anything is a really risky way to approach anything. The irony being that the bigger the thing your company might be trying to do, the more big upfront behaviours you tend to see, and this just compounds the risk. So this is a kind of fear of starting behaviour that you see time and time again in larger organisations, and even organisations where you might assume that it's a very agile organisation, Even then you might see some big boulders of ideas or projects starting up with a lot of meetings, discussions, ideas that don't seem to be happening with a focus on starting and getting into the work. Instead, you'll hear a lot of conversation about risk, about cost, about funding, about design and and analysing a lot before starting. And this can be a real drag for teams that know that this work is going to come to them eventually and what they see is wasted time in non-value add activities. And that can be super frustrating. So I was thinking, what could you do in that situation to shortcut that big upfront behavior without having to influence everyone on the exec team about thinking in a different way? And by the way, that's another factor. Big boulders or projects tend to have a lot of senior focus. So there'll be many influential people that you have to get around to. Please do try though. So you should try and do this and influence execs on thinking in a different way about more adaptive planning techniques rather than predictive planning techniques. However, I'm realistic and I know that a lot of you aren't having breakfast with your execs every week or have any kind of influence to be able to make that happen. And not only that, there's probably a lot of other influential voices who feel completely the opposite. That is, they want to try and predict everything up front. So those voices are extremely hard to be heard over sometimes because it's quite easy to say, oh, this is risky. We have to be careful about this. And, you know, senior people and execs tend to um, buy into that. So I wanted to give you something a bit more practical to try and to try and steer events into a place where you can help working with these big boulders of work and start getting the work starting in a way that facilitates an adaptive planning approach where we learn as we go and adapt accordingly. So my hack is to ask a question and steer the conversation from there. And the question will be, what's our cadence? Now, this might elicit some blank looks, so that's your chance to dig in and ask more questions in a way that gives the gift of starting to your company. 
So then you get to explain, we plan continuously on a cadence which gives us the advantage that we can continually be adjusting our plan to what we learn and remove risk as we go along. In this way, we get to start sooner and start removing risk right away. And we're going to be in the habit of learning and adjusting to these big risky pieces of work from the start. So all we need to know to start is what's our cadence. You might like to suggest, say, two weeks, which seems to be what most of the world is landing on these days for Agile projects. And then the good news is you can tell them that we can start breaking this work down on the first day of that cadence in order of high priority and start our continuous planning process from there. So all I need to know from you, group of influential people, is what's our cadence going to be. Now, it's probably natural that some risk adverse people are going to not want to answer and derail you with things that might be about we need to decide something first or we need more information before we start or that's going to justify keep on having these big lumbering meetings. And if that happens, then what I would suggest you do is ask permission to take some high priority part of what you're talking about and ask if you can take it and start a proof of concept on it by putting it into your team on your already cadence and let them treat it like some work that's falling into your normal team's work. Now, everyone loves a proof of concept, even execs and senior managers. And if you get to do that, then you'll have some real data and real information that you can take back to the next big slow meeting on the topic, which should then help that group move to a more action-based approach to the big boulder. From your first piece that you've put into your first cadence, you'll probably have other questions or pieces that then you can ask a priority of, and that might be enough to be off and away. As your team then produces more and more on a cadence, those big upfront meetings tend to drop away and you can instead be showcasing what you've built back for feedback and you've effectively moved the piece from being a waterfall big upfront design thing to being something a little more agile. Now maybe that might seem a little stealth, but you know and I know that you're really doing this in service of better outcomes for the company. And even if you did something stealth and found out that something was impossible or too hard or too risky, then that's really good data to give back to that group and that you might end up killing off something that was just never going to work anyway without all of that time and energy spent in um, big upfront planning. And who knows, you might find the same set of people asking if we can do the next big boulder in the same way. So that's our mini hack for the week, ask what's the cadence and use that as a lever to move your big upfront design pieces of work to a more agile way of working. Now I wanted to quickly tell you about something we're offering at Reboot Co, which is some courses that are open to the public. The first of these courses is to uplift the skills of developers and it's called The Modern Developer and it's running on the 9th and 10th of May. The Modern Developer allows you to boost your career with modern practical engineering practices. So maybe you've been working on some more traditional legacy architecture, which we know a lot of you out there are, and you want to transition to more modern tech practices and feel confident that you can reskill in that area. Maybe you learned your dev skills before the internet and before mobile phones, for example. This is the course for you. So this two-day course gives experienced developers the tools and techniques to transition from traditional technical stacks and architectures to the new digital and cloud world. It also helps developers who have been in traditional waterfall environments wanting to understand the difference of development practices in agile teams and also, very importantly, the foundation of DevOps. Now these courses run for small groups in a classroom setting with a very experienced trainer, which is James Holmes. James is a principal developer and has very broad and deep background in full stack and cloud development and all the right ways of engineering applications. He's also a very knowledgeable and patient teacher. This is a hands-on course, so you need to bring your laptop. 
We're also going to run a two-day course on the modern developer for graduates, similar but really aimed at graduates that have come out of uni but haven't necessarily had hands-on practice yet with building and running cloud applications in anger for a work context and want to get their great engineering habits formed well at the start of their career. I'll link to both of these courses in the show notes. Numbers are limited to 12 in a class, so sign up quickly to secure your spot. And if you'd like us to tailor or run this or other courses in-house at your company, please also get in touch. Email rebootme at rebootco.com.au. That's been the weekly reboot for this week. Don't forget your mini hack. What's your cadence? Email me. Let me know how it went. Alex at rebootco.com.au. Let us know any feedback you have. We love to get the feedback. We read all of it and respond to all of it. This has been the weekly reboot, your regular Friday debrief of things we've heard and seen coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you again next week.